Welcome, one and all, as Fantastic Geek updates on Star Trek. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hailing frequencies are open. Hello, Matt. Hello, everyone. Dateline, Los Angeles. Star Trek Picard, shut down. Indeed, uh, a pause in production after about 50 people on the staff tested positive for covid um, this, a story broken by the Hollywood reporter and then more info, uh, gained by deadline. Um, both, both outlets did note that the show has about 450 staffers. So just to give you a sense of percentage there, I mean, 50 is a huge number of people and over 10% is a huge number. Um, but, uh, reference was also made, I think in the Hollywood reporter that this is one of the, uh, the large, the largest staffed shows currently in production, um, the best news of all, um, which is news that Deadline had, was that uh, Patrick Stewart is not among those who have tested positive for COVID. Not that we Goodness. wish. And yeah. uh, let's let's continue that. We must protect him at 81, nearly 81 and a half years old, Matt. And look, Pete, we in we all know that there's been an uptick in this country in the world uh with the latest variant and so forth um and i'm not here look i'm not here you're not here to say oh here's what they're doing they're not doing enough so on and so forth but and obviously we don't want anyone returning with a positive test regardless of their their age their health and so forth but like the show is all centered around this guy in his 80s it's almost unconscionable to have an outbreak this big in my opinion and again if you're saying well that's unfairly skewed towards patrick stewart what about the guy who you don't know who's a 70 year old carpenter on the show or light technician or something like that absolutely but just you know i don't know how there is not there's you know we, we heard about tom cruise yelling at staff people not taking stuff seriously i would love to hear oh man kurtzman went nuts on people or michelle heard gave everybody a dressing down or whatever because this is you know, this is not good. Maybe, maybe it was impossible to stop in the real world of TV and film production. If you need people to come, you know, work together to build things, work together to do makeup, hair, and so forth. But you know, Pete, I guess I'm going negative. Let me bring it back a little positive here. The shutdown is expected to last through this week. It was uh, put in place on Monday. Um, there is the plan to place on Monday, Matt, on on January 3rd. So they were filming um, right around New Year's. Um, I believe they had just come back from their winter break, their holiday break. Oh, um, so it got shut down coming off a of break. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming, too, that like I'm assuming that. So clearly, Pete, you are you are uh, probably very fairly assuming that um, people became positive over the, over the break. Um, I'm going to further assume, hey, it probably was you know to whatever degree there is mandatory testing. And Pete, thumbs up to the Hollywood community, uh, all the unions that got together with all the studios, all the producers, which normally that's for them to decide on anything is is contentious. They all got together last summer and got on the same page by and large. I, I know there's exceptions here and there, but the world of Hollywood is basically on the same page with zones and rules and, you know, one set of rules for vaccinated and one set for, for not and more testing and so forth. Everybody agreed to it and there were, it was like, oh my goodness, 
we can put aside some other legit labor concerns about who's getting paid for what and all that. Let's all be safe. Um, but I think I suspect that what happened is people rolled up to work on Monday the third, did their did their first test round of testing back, and that's when it was like, holy crow, it's here, it's there, it's everywhere. So so Pete, right. maybe it wasn't maybe it was not spread through the production, I think is what what you're suggesting, but hopefully they resume uh production next week, which was the Pete, good news. They only the story was kept secret for four days, and then when it broke, oh, good news, we're coming back filming next week. So it's not it's not really a thing. Ha ha ha. That's 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 the public relations message. It, it, it'll be okay. It's serious, but it'll be okay. Well, more on that bungle in a second. But uh, I had seen that Whoopi Goldberg had tested positive. We don't have an indication. So season two is in the can, and we are still awaiting. Is that a February as continues to be advertised in certain places thing is it going to run alongside discovery are they going to let discovery finish out in february and then uh it would actually end on saint patrick's day if they kept it if it is indeed the remaining six episodes of a 13 uh episode season the season four order and then would sir patrick's day be the following uh thursday and star picard or are they going to put a little distance in there given these things matt i'm going to go on record right now and make a prediction um this show doesn't go back into production next week uh and we'll come back to that in a second but like i said uh this is season three shooting um, so season two is done. They're filming back to back to minimize costs and probably to put a nice big bow on this series. Um, did Whoopi uh, contract um, through this production? Is she shot for two and or three? Um, is she finished? It, it, it may be unrelated, uh, but, you know, not obviously to the level of the star of the show. And, and back to your point about, you know, the production crew, it is Star Trek Picard, not Star Trek key grip. Uh, and obviously the most importance there, but you know, Whoopi Goldberg is not exactly a spring chicken either. We got to protect her too. We got to protect all of them, whether their name is on the marquee or not. And Hollywood has led so many industries with these COVID compliance officers and everything like that. Um, hence why I think they will be very cautious in resuming um, what with this Omicron variant that spreads like wildfire. So I guess the takeaway is this. We've heard of other shows, um, even in the last couple of weeks, needing to have a shutdown. Some of them with a with a CBS connection. No, no, we're not taking CBS to task on this one. Um, I, I think one of the NCISs or the FBI's or some something in in that world. Um, so it's not alone in that regard. I think the way the story hit. Here's what made it notable: other shows have had pauses in the last couple weeks last couple months and it's kind of come and gone it hit like a like a landmine going off with the hollywood reporter having this exclusive article 
again three days after it happened and then deadline following up with credit at the end as as, as all those outlets do you know well, hollywood reporter first broke the article um but then they had the new info on the the oldest member of the cast and so forth um it just seems like it's a story that somehow got out of control where they were trying to keep it quiet versus like if you have a shutdown just say all right we have a sh-, like like own it there's no, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with needing to shut down if anything and, and again taking thoughtful care for people there's there's no apologies needed and is it a bummer it is but again you know moving forward and we're back to the same thing matt it's the people who are making star trek and the star trek that's being made a-okay it's the people who are making these decisions about information that is publicized that just cannot get anything right even down to pete uh you had referenced something we've discussed many times before not knowing the full uh episode length for this season of discovery now that it's paused uh now that discovery's raw is paused not the production and so forth um in the time we were talking i said oh, i wonder if the wikipedia has anything further followed a couple links pete according to the wga the writers guild website um they have writing credits for the second half of season four of Discovery. Episode 413 is written by uh, series showrunner Michelle Paradise. So likely a 13 episode uh, finale. You know, the, the, the 13th episode will be the finale. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, if anything, Pete, I would have, you know, I would have loved when when we got the, you know, the, the, the preview, you know, on February 10th when Discovery returns. I would have loved to be told, you know, kicking off the six episode you know second half arc or something like that to kind of like it's okay to know what the end point is i don't know why we're being secretive about it i mean and it's it's given air to all sorts of nonsense that this is it for discovery by by not giving some kind of definition to what this season looks like and still no public renewal on season five. Um, so yeah, I, I, again, Star Trek, the product, great. Uh, Star Trek, the PR, not so great. And look, let's say worst case scenario for Discovery. Let's say the decision has been made. You know, Pete, all shows end. Okay, that's the fact of it. Uh, something we used to talk about back when we were podcasting shows that got canceled more often you know or, or sooner than some of these shows every show that you love picked up you know was made possible back in the olden days before it was streaming it was in a time slot of a show that somebody else loved that got canceled okay that's fine let's say worst case scenario that this is the final season wouldn't you i, I mean to me i'd rather get the bittersweet news now and go yes. the final six episodes and go yes. oh my goodness the final six episodes well guess what each one just got much more important because I want to see this wrapped up or what are you going to, you know, or, or, or whatever the particulars are. I think we're, we're all big kids enough to know sometimes shows end. Um, I personally would say you're not ready to end discovery since there appears to be a finite point for Picard, probably the end of season three, you have some of the new shows coming, but they're not quite there yet. So I don't think it should be like in 2023, 
Picard that was shot a year ago and 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 so forth. But you know, you make the call you have to make. Let us in on it. We're 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 supposed to be one big Star Trek family here. Paramount Plus, All Access, CBS, whatever you're calling yourselves. Yeah, and I I think what you're saying in terms of build up the juice, if you know that's the end, if we don't think it's the end, then then give us an episode count, something. They must think radio silence here is in their benefit. I don't know. And then, oh, here's the black eye from the Picard shutdown. Um, but Matt, we did get some Star Trek this week. We did. Uh, Star Trek Prodigy, the child-oriented uh, computer animated show uh, made for Nickelodeon and I'll, I'll say co-opted onto Paramount+. Plus. Um, that's maybe a slightly unfair word. But anyhow, uh, premiering on Paramount+, Plus, it returned after it had its own timeout thing, which maybe in retrospect makes more sense with Discovery taking a hiatus, whatever. But Pete... They've called this week's episode the greatest crossover ever, which I think might be a tad much, although what the episode did present was very, very heartwarming. So take us through what happened this week on Prodigy. The episode titled Kobayashi, uh, a version of the Kobayashi Maru on the holodeck there on the USS Protostar and uh, clips of audio from uh, a number of deceased actors you had. We'll, we'll go in terms of order of magnitude. Okay. Uh, Leonard Nimoy. Then you had uh, Rene Aubergine. Then you had uh, James Doohan. Um, and then some actors who aren't doing stuff anymore and Michelle Nichols. Okay. Um, and then I'm uh, pretty sure that was uh, recent um, Gates McFadden uh, as Crusher, a, a super unique way uh, to bring in those characters to smartly expose a uh, generation getting into Star Trek to Spock and Odo and... Um, Scotty and Uhura and Crusher. Um, really, really well done. I have to imagine a, a feat in terms of writing it. Like, okay, let's go through the dialogue we need for uh, Nimoy uh, and and go to this place and, and this place and this place and, and get what we want him to say. And then that they're talking to one another in an emergency. It was a unique way to do it. The only thing that took me out of it a little bit with Nimoy is kind of the age of his voice. He has several lines of dialogue back to back to back that go from 1960s, uh, 2000 uh, era movie, now back to you know, uh, 70s, maybe from the cartoon. And then, you know, clearly talking to Picard, the other captain of the Enterprise in the 90s. Uh, sort of jarring, but I kind of knew what I was listening to. So I think I'm bringing that baggage to it. But overall, as a, as a conceit, really, really enjoyed it. Um, and we've, we've gotten payoff now with some of the mysteries that have held over through the first 
five episodes. We've dug into new ones. We had an introduction, reintroduction at the end of the episode. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was it was a fun episode to watch. Um, the fact that you're not going to get some of these actors to record new things because their their time in this plane of existence has ended. Um, that is what that is. I'd rather get new Odo in Star Trek by way of recycled lines, particularly, you know, it's the best story conceit to do this. It's a Kobayashi Maru test on the holodeck. So if Odo kind of isn't his normal, uh, you know, I mean, they have lines where he's gruff, but if there's not that little twinge of humor that he showed sometime, all right, well, you can say, well, it's the holodeck. What do you want? I would agree, Pete, there were differences in not just the pitch to Nimoy's voice, um, but also, I think, the recording quality. Uh, I I suspect that if you go back and watch a classic track episode, you might not notice, hey, the sound is not totally awesome in this one scene, probably because the whole scene, here you are, you're at the park and you're filming with boom mics, and everybody sounds a little less than 2022 perfect everybody's got a mic pack hidden away that kind of thing um so you don't notice it but when you go from really great voice actor filming you know like recording in los angeles to nimoy 55 years ago in a park kind of thing again you kind of you you turn a blind eye to it for what it is that we are watching you know they're using clips you can further turn a blind eye to it because it's the world of the holodeck so kind of like whatever um Pete, I thought it was a hokey idea, and it was just incredibly charming to see them do it. And then, as you said, Pete, you start to go back and do you—you you start to do the work that they did, where you go, "What's the need of the scene? What can we get these people to say that's already been recorded?" You are correct, Pete. The Gates McFadden did record new things for this, yeah. and I suspect that probably it was like, "Oh man, we don't have anybody to say," you know. One, two, three. Okay, let's give it to her. And then there could be a handoff to Michelle Nichols' clip from 1967 and, and, and whatnot. Um, but it was, it was a very charming thing to behold. And, of course, Pete, on my favorite bridge, the Enterprise D bridge. Enterprise B? D. Oh, I thought you said B. No. P- Pete, no. The, the, the Enterprise B, uh, look, we all know that was a mistake. Captain Captain Harriman, okay. What's next? Captain Harriman running for president? It's just it's crazy. Right, stuff. right. I, I I think I think there's there's people out there. I think he's got some uh, so, some neo caps out there is what they <laughs> they call themselves. Those uh, Captain Harriman fans. Um, but yeah, I, it it Discovery remains a show that does not. Pete, it doesn't get me going to warp nine point nine, but. As we've said many, many times before, when we've discussed it in the pantheon of Star Trek, it's also not designed for somebody like me. It's designed, really, really is designed to to hook in a younger audience, to be a starting point, to not necessarily be the thing where you go, uh, uh, I know, I know that that's from Unification 2, uh, and, and that aired the same uh, month as Star Trek Six, and it was a tie-in. I knew that they didn't get Leonard Nimoy on Next Generation earlier because the pay disparity would have been a thing, but then they moved money from here to there and made a pot. Like, it's not meant to be that. Yes, there's other Star Trek stuff where you go, oh, man, they made a connection. This is meant to be kind of for kids. It's Star Trek for kids. And look, they did some callbacks, and as you said, Pete, if it gets some people to 
some particularly some younger people to be like, I'd like to learn more about this doctor lady. Okay, guess what? Also on Paramount Plus is every episode of Next Generation. Which is part of the conceit of the show is obviously you've got to make new Star Trek fans. But among the existing Star Trek fans, Matt, uh, we, we heard from some people. Uh, JT Atkins at JTA is me. Uh, at Fantastic Geek, have you watched the new hashtag Star Trek Prodigy? I hate to give you guys work to do, but this show may need a podcast in a related story. JTs sure are cool, aren't they? Uh, tweeted at, at me there uh, and had the screenshot from this episode. What about this JT Kirk guy? Um, Spider-Ham Lincoln, that's at Tess LC 139. I think they did the two part premiere, but had decided not to podcast the whole show. Uh, to which JT Atkins replied, I am altering the deal. And because uh, he knows we're doing the Book of Boba Fett right now, has the scene from The Empire Strikes Back with Darth Vader telling Boba Fett with uh, Lando looking on, I, I'm altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. Um, Spider-Ham Lincoln replied there uh, and back uh, and to back you up, JT, I thought the newest episode of ST Prodigy could definitely use the at Fantastic Geek podcast perspective. Uh, I had weighed in here, same as I had on our episode here. It was an outstanding episode. We got that character and plot payoff, intriguing mysteries ahead, a love letter, all Star Trek. And JTs are pretty good, too. Um, I mean, Matt, we our, our dance card's kind of full, but we figured let's let's touch on a little prodigy while we're, you know, putting out the uh, the flames from the Star Trek Picard news. Uh, the reality is we just have so much of this live action stuff between Star Trek when they choose not to back Discovery off between Star Wars. I mean, this year alone we'll do. The Book of Boba Fett, we'll do Kenobi, we'll do Andor. We are probably going to wind up with some Mandalorian end of the year. I certainly hope so. Um, and then all the Marvel. <laughs> Moon Knight, She-Hulk, uh, Ms. Marvel. Uh, are we going to get a fourth in there? Uh, you know, Matt is dead set. Secret Invasion is happening this year. I hear otherwise. And then uh, we got three Marvel movies on deck. Sorry, Star Trek Podigy, just not in the cards. And Pete, I feel like some of the things you mentioned weren't even on my my uh, just little tally mark list of things we were podcasting this year. <laughs> not that I'm saying that we're not podcasting them, but just in terms right. of like, um, let, let me be this way, Pete. I think after the December of uh, Marvel, Star Wars, and Star Trek, and Matrix, and other things that we podcasted, I'm okay looking at this, looking at the the January schedule, saying, okay, we'll we'll circle back. Maybe maybe we'll do a prodigy at the end of the season, uh, at the end of its season in the interim. All right, we got we got some uh, some Boba Fett, some Eternals. All right, it starts to get a little bit more busy in uh, in uh, February, and that's without having dates for the Marvel stuff yet. Um, so par all part of the ebb and flow. Um, and when in doubt, Pete. Like hologram Janeway says, there's always coffee, but you know, 
too much coffee, and then you end up your your ship is lost in another quadrant, and it's 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 all a big mystery. I mean, listen, lower decks pulled us in. I would never ever rule it out, but uh, like I said, our our dance card is pretty full, and the the live action stuff um, takes a little bit more precedence, obviously, than the animated. But again, we're we're here for it. We're enjoying it. Um, you know, it, it's good stuff and, uh, it's, it's healthy for Star Trek. That's only going to feed the live action end. And I think to, to summarize good news for Star Trek, uh, many people are enjoying the, the current run of Prodigy, the second half of the first season. Uh, that's good to hear. Discovery definitely returning on February 10th for all but likely seven episodes uh, pardon me six episodes ending on st patrick's day probably picard picks up after that i really 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 cannot understand a business reason why you would have picard and discovery running concurrently the only re- business reason might be to have some kind of splash with your international rollout but more picard coming for sure in the next couple months probably after that i mean a couple months would then get us to uh, about may or so so pete with summer in the air whether it's may or june or july there'll be the 10 episode run of strange new worlds coming um hopefully lower decks will continue in that august to september slot that it's had for the last two years um at which point might be time for more discovery again um assuming that there is more discovery tier tier um so you know very very vibrant things going on in the star trek universe yeah i gotta wonder too given the the shutdown you know does it kind of put a crimp in what they might have had planned with the financial move to shoot picard season two and three back to back uh might they have put that next produced season you know there's been no shooting as far as we understand there's been no writing at least announced on uh a potential fifth season of discovery um so obviously that would put picard ahead um no word on a renewal yet of strange new worlds but you wouldn't really hear about that i think i would agree there hasn't been a renewal for strange new worlds i think word has gotten out that they are like, I think it's like, I think there's been things like, here's the tweet from this writer going, can't, or glad to be back in the room. Or here's Anson Mount going, digging out that parka for Canada in February. Or little things like that where it's not a secret, but it's not yeah. official. Yeah. And I, I don't think anybody expects it's going to be one season that they, you know, got that all together so they could be one and done. Um, but Star Trek, the product, healthy. Star Trek, the PR operation, needs to go to sickbay. Well, Pete, hopefully we are updating the Star Trek feed soon to say uh, production on Star Trek Picard Season 3 has continued, has continued problem-free. Hey, bittersweet news, they've now wrapped filming X number of weeks or months later, uh, and so forth, um, because there's, there's great things going on just like Pete, the great things are going on with our podcasts, and that's made possible by those who support us on Patreon.com slash Fantastic Geek. 
absolutely cannot thank our patrons enough there. Uh, get yourself over to patreon.com slash fantastic geek. Proud to be 100% listener supported. Takes just a dollar to get behind that door there. All sorts of exclusives to check out. Can't contribute right now. Get yourself over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating in seconds or a review in a little bit more to any of our 25 podcast feeds and counting. Pete, reward here for those who listen, even though we have a similar blurb towards the end. I know where I got the idea that Stranger Worlds was continuing uh, in February. Jonathan Frake said in a recent email that was mostly Discovery related, he said how much he was looking forward to filming on their second season in February. He wasn't able to do it in the first season because of COVID, blah, 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 blah. So there you go, Pete. Uh, the the long term game rewarded for our listeners, for Jonathan Frakes, for Star Trek, the whole nine yards. Um, Pete, how can we keep this Star Trek conversation going? How can people be in touch with you on Twitter? You can find me at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 12,302 followers, can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast, comment on fantasticgeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But maybe there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek, all one word with the P and the H, like it today. We will next talk about Star Trek as news warrants in the interim on our pop culture podcast feed. Still staying in the stars with the book of Boba Fett uh, and coming coming back down to Earth uh, as we discuss Eternals next week. Um, Pete, I think that's going to be quite the conversation to have. For now, though, I will say adios to all the listeners and give you the final word. Stay healthy out there. <laughs>